0: Hello, everyone, and welcome, surprisingly, back to, well, this isn't quite the Red Dwarf intro cast, because we are doing the long-possibly-awaited Part 3 of our Shane of the Dead Cornetto trilogy, um... Seven or so years ago, we first had <laughs> Shane of the Dead, and we followed up a few years later uh, with a special with Hot Fuzzy, uh, and mm-hmm. we are now here with part three. Uh, we haven't come up with a catchy name for the World's End yet. But... Oh,
1: the podcast end?
0: Maybe <laughs> um, let's at see. least at
1: least the Shane of the Dead podcast. I true. don't There's... think they're going to do another. Cornetto movie.
0: Yes, um, so before we get into that, my name is Heath. I'm Angela. I'm Shane. Good evening, everyone. And yes, so we are back here. And of course, we we couldn't continue this without taking just a minute to um, pour one out for our dear friend, Darren, who was kind enough to join us for uh, these in the past. He is no longer with us, greatly missed, always. Um, wherever you are, Fuzzy. I hope you are uh, being the character that you always have been.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Um, So, what to say about the world's end? Um,
1: Well, let's get our newy going
0: on.
2: Yes, can I I just start before we even start the podcast? Absolutely. I am, we've been. How many years have been we've been doing podcasts? So long. So long.
0: I, nine years that seems about right yeah, yeah. if we did the first special I, seven years ago then yeah now and i mean in <laughs> fairness i've lost all sense of time yeah. and space and reason in the last year and a half here so but yeah
2: a nine of course, nine podcasting
1: nine together that's been probably longer
2: yeah 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 well i've had a, got a reputation of being the quote research guy unquote Yes. Uh, I did a I did a podcast on one division um earlier in this year earlier in the year and I had six or seven pages worth of background information. <laughs> yes. And, and research that I did. Today I have no notes at okay. all. Okay, no notes. Oh no I, have, I I haven't done any research into this into this film whatsoever. <laughs> there are there are four and a half hours worth of extra features on the Blu-ray. I have watched none of it. I've just watched <laughs> the film. Well, that's
1: something to look forward to, man. Four and a half hours of extras. Wow, that's
2: a lot of extras. <laughs> yep, four and a half hours. Three hours on three regular, three hours of regular features, and th- ninety minutes of Blu-ray extra features.
0: Dang. One might say they went a little extra with their extras.
1: Yeah. Uh... Hmm.
0: One might, mm-hmm. but, but one shouldn't.
1: One shouldn't.
2: Not today. Um
1: <laughs> so so with your mind fresh and clean and uh with no factoids for us, let's just get your impression, Shane. You're the newbie to this movie. So what, what'd you think overall?
2: Um
0: James Bond. James Bond. Okay. What is the why, why? James Bond. Pierce Brosnan, Rosalind Pike. Ah, uh, yes. Oh yeah. You know, I, I mean, yeah, of course, recognize Pierce Brosnan, and he was definitely a, a, an important Bond for us. There, he was the a 90s. very
1: formative Bond. Yeah.
0: For, um, but for no, I, I did not make the
2: uh, uh, Rosalind Pike connection. Yeah, actually, done. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Day di- di- of day, I believe it was. Mm. Da. Like my...
1: Another day, wah, wah. Yes. Da. okay. I'll stop Madonnaing <laughs> before we get corporate. <laughs> <one. laughs>
2: but yeah, <laughs> um, I thought, oh, that's from pike and then I thought, my god, that's Pierce Brosnan. Yep. <laughs> Definitely Bond vibes.
1: Yep. Oh.
0: So, any other impressions beyond that? Just your overall.
2: How did it strike really, you? I really enjoyed the film. Actually, I really enjoyed okay. the film. I was, I, was, I was actually I was pre warned uh, hmm. by a colleague of mine at work saying this wasn't as good as the first two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And spoilers for later on, I think this will be the three. This is actually my second favorite. Oh, okay. which uh, which one takes the top spot then? It's Shaun of the it's Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Then this one. Then obviously okay
1: oh man
0: that's
2: interesting
1: yeah i think we probably all have different rating systems for the three movies yeah i i
0: kind of go Shaun of the dead hot fuzz and then this one sort of in order which I, i will say for me though Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz i are probably closer i like both of those better than this one so this one I liked a little better on this watching than I did my first few.
1: Yeah, and my favorite it's Hot Fuzz and then I would go <laughs> uh Shaun of the Dead and World's End. But mm-hmm. but I'm the same. Um first time I watched it, um I was really disappointed and I think because Simon Pegg in the first two movies played such likable characters um mm-hmm. like we had him in Shaun of the Dead, that he's uh, sort of an everyman and he, you know, he he's a bit of a screw up, um, but still essentially you want him to succeed. Um, he still, still seems fairly well-intentioned. Uh, Hot Fuzz, he's this sort of by-the-books cop that's trying very, very hard and still very well-intentioned. This movie, he's an absolute either socio or psychopath (laughs) who is absolutely self-destructive. Yes. And I think going into this now, knowing that, like the the first time I watched it, that thing kind of turned me off.
0: Like you keep you keep trying to find reasons to like and root for Simon Pegg's character. Because he's Simon Pegg. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at every turn, he keeps... He's such like, a
1: despicable character. Yeah, he keeps
0: lying and hurting people and just... Yeah, he's very... He's self-destructive and very toxic and...
1: But this time around, I could definitely appreciate Simon Pegg's acting for one. Oh, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. whenever people would ask him questions like, you know, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? Then he would get that very fraught look on his face. like all in the eyes there and then Mm -hmm. completely push it away and rebuff all of that and distract people. Um, So I think going into that, um, then that's scam likely. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Going into that, knowing that he's a self-destructive character, Mm -hmm. then I think I could appreciate it quite a lot more this time. And especially with both Simon Pegg and Nick Frost kind of playing against type.
0: Yeah. Simon Mm. Pegg is is the disaster and Nick Frost is the one that seems to have it mostly together.
1: Yeah. Until he takes those shots. Which, you know, when you find out that there's robot blue hollow alien robots. Mm -hmm. But not robots. (laughs) For lack of a better term. For lack of a better term.
0: (laughs) um, Excuse me. You know. Like I really liked blue bloods. I don't know why they turned that down out of hand. Blue when they were trying to come up with names. I think blue bloods would have been a nice one.
1: Blue bloods was cool, but they are all named after like aristocrats, like mm-hmm. king and knight and chamberlain and mm-hmm. page and all of that. So that that might have muddied things up.
0: True, true. Um, okay, so let's say we're not going to do a, a plot summary because the plot of this thing is
1: so wild, is so
0: convoluted. Um, Shame, did you happen to pick up on how the name of every single bar, every single pub that they hit? Here I am being the American when they went to the honky tonk bar. Uh, when they sorry. went to the <laughs> um, So yes, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, but every every place that they hit, the name um, was reflected in the action and what was going on. I didn't pick that up. No, I didn't. So yeah, this is a movie that you'll like have to watch a few times to get all of their little end jokes. Which I mean, that's the thing Edgar Wright does. Yeah, I think yeah. we had talked about when we watched Hot Fuzz how they would set things up, like you know, oh, every farmer and his mom has a gun, and then we mm-hmm. see a farmer and then like the people's names um with, relating
1: to what they do yeah
0: relating to what they do and then the little jokes about how people die but in this one they went to a whole new level with all 12 you know the first post was the first place that they went yeah. the old familiar looked just like the first post and then they saw a familiar face from the past um they couldn't drink at uh the famous cock because one of them was recognized as being a famous cock, um, <laughs> Simon Pegg's character, and the, yeah, the, and so the, yeah, the one where they get into a fight was the cross hands. So all the way through the movie, we're we're getting um, these little signposts for mm-hmm. what's going on. When um, mm-hmm. they first called themselves the three ami- uh, the three amigos, the three the five musketeers. Amigas. Yeah, the and five then it was musketeers. like, yeah, it should be five musketeers. Then Simon Pegg says. Well, five's better anyway because then you can kill two and have three still have three left. <laughs> and by mm-hmm. the end of the film, yep. sure enough, three <laughs> of the five musketeers had passed. So, yes. Edgar right, can't help being entirely too clever.
1: Mm-hmm. It did a very similar thing um, in Shaun of the Dead where uh, Nick Frost's uh, description of what they're going to do at the pub end up being um like what they end up doing like two shots in the thing and blah 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 then it fits like the plot of the movie
0: so He's let's so clever so what jumped out at you with this one what were some of the things that you liked about it what robot jumped out at you
1: <laughs> <laughs> not a robot <laughs>
2: uh well you were tell you're telling me that um how much of an asshole gary king is yeah. yes yeah. however how however i have I, how how do i say without how do i say this without um uh how do i say it? How do I, oh, okay i i'll be i'll be uh totally um i don't know. I'm, I'm gonna say how I'm gonna say how it comes basically I don't wanna beat around the bush here. yeah um but uh, excluding gary King's sociopathic mm-hmm. uh sorry for him and all that sort and all that sort of stuff um you know every, where everybody else has grown up mm-hmm. you know they've got jobs wives etc uh, Gary King hasn't changed whatsoever, he's still that kid, basically. Mm-hmm. He's still that 19 year old child that, where well, everybody else is you know, in their 40s by now, and uh, you know, as, as I said, grown up, you know, he's still he hasn't grown up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And, um, I have, I have a friend of mine who, um, who's um. No, I'm not going to say it's quite like that. But basically, she's uh, they they um they've they had a uh, massive divorce. They've been ma- they've been married for many many years. They've had a massive divorce, and now they are going back to their twenties, doing all the things
1: yeah that they missed
2: out on right yeah so yeah so here so so here we are all in our forties, but this particular person has kind of reverted back true so, so yeah, in their twenties because they want to catch up on all the things they missed out on
1: absolutely,
2: you know, and i think i so see I, th- yeah sorry so, so so i so i saw um a lot of, as i said excluding the sociopathic and all that yeah, taking that out of the equation i saw i saw a lot of uh gary uh, gary king in my own personal life,
1: yeah, yeah um i
2: hope that i hope it explained that well.
1: No, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, especially people who end up having to take on responsibilities really, really early, um, either, you know, with family or caretaking or having a child or something, or um, people who grew up uh, LGBTQ, but then like, couldn't have the same kind of high school experiences because of homophobia and all mm. of that, then I've seen like um, them wanting to have some of those experiences. I think for us, like we were very uptight. Oh, yeah, we were in college, and so we've we've become less uptight and <laughs> sort of travel. And right now, we have um, a shed that we've made in our uh, our backyard that has like a beanbag chair and. Uh, music and stuff like that that's our chill out check
0: yeah (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and yeah so i think there's definitely something relatable about the gary king character in like you know the the nostalgia the thinking back to you know the good old days and whatnot when things were less complicated and all that but you know in his case that's that's also paired with lots of self-destructive decisions like he's you know, obviously yeah. struggling with alcoholism he has yeah. escaped from rehab yeah um and and you know he never really it, it doesn't seem like he moved on and is looking back it seems like he literally never moved on like yeah i think they emphasize that with like he has the same cassette tape that a yeah. friend gave yeah. him in the car in the same car yes yeah. yes
1: but i also think the people that did move on that are adults i'm not sure if they're doing any better than he is in Mm -hmm. some ways like nick frost his wife has left him Mm -hmm. um uh
0: martin freeman
1: martin freeman like he doesn't seem to be doing all that well in realty um oh the the steven um Mm -hmm. he's still hung up on martin freeman's sister i I only remember half of the names by the way <laughs> i might go between character names and uh actor names um but yeah they're there's they're still sort of hung up on that and i i've been thinking about that moment that simon pegg did right before he fights the young man who turns out to be the blank um he Slips on something he's about to punch the wall, and he sees exactly where he punched the wall when he mm-hmm. was younger, like the same yeah. place and I've been thinking about how this movie is sort of about cycles mm-hmm. like cycles of violence, cycles of self destructive behavior even when you dress it up like you're an adult now then mm-hmm you can still fall back into those cycles or you're just sort of spinning you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: sort of a bleak look at human existence hopefully with an optimistic view at the end
0: yeah it's mm-hmm. it's weird it's weird that they didn't put that on the movie poster a bleak look at human existence <laughs> <laughs> fun for the whole family <laughs> um good cast though all, yeah. all around i mean simon yeah. pegg and nick frost of course uh, martin freeman uh now the big probably i guess the the biggest most famous star of them all now maybe I don't probably, know, something...
1: uh, after the hobbit movies definitely yeah. and he's in the Sherlock. mcu
0: he's in the hobbit movies Yeah, he is
1: in the mcu
0: so like he's... yeah um and then uh, I really liked uh Patty Con sitting there as, as Stephen Prince. Mm-hmm. Um I love the Peter Page character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not as familiar with those actors, but
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they get could... uh, I lo- I love the fact that Reese She Shearsmith did the cameo. Mm.
1: Yeah, uh who was that? Like I I'm not picking up on all of the different actors.
2: Uh Reese. Um Sheriff Smith was the person in the pub uh where Gary King's uh trying to buy, trying, trying to find the, trying to buy the drugs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what, was
1: he? And, uh prof- Was he the Professor the random, Green or?
2: No, he's okay. he's the random guy next to them. Saying, okay. You know, be, be quiet. You know, be be quiet, and then. Yeah, a, yeah, a, I remember him. Yeah. And he he's at the guy at the end. He said, "You you've ruined everything."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. but yeah for me i mean this is watching it through this time i i really did i think enjoy it a lot more um i don't think it's quite as hopeful as the first two like it is it is a little bit grimmer but then i don't know maybe that's the point
1: i do think there's something about um like there was a whole theme of gentrification mm-hmm. like going to the same bars over and over
0: Starbucksification yes Starbucksification
1: i do like that term <laughs> um there's there's this idea of you can't go home and it be the same um and of course the other guys being why why would we want to go back to this place this place was terrible whereas gary king like that was his last happy memories but he had a selective memory like he remembered things so much better than they actually were um whereas the other guys i think had a more complete memory about Mm -hmm. that
0: have you ever seen um napoleon dynamite no i don't believe i have it's a it's an interesting movie I, I i would definitely recommend it but got really
1: um, big in the 2000s yeah
0: yeah uh but, but gary king reminded me a little bit of a character in that um uncle rico yeah <laughs> there's this one scene where the guy's like you know he's he's sort of like that pushing middle-aged guy but he's always thinking back to his high school days and how big a football star he was and and how great he was at football and like he keeps talking about it and he realize, you know this was the highlight of his life he has never done anything greater than this he's never really achieved anything else like the pinnacle of this man's existence is being good at football in high school and that that's yeah. what he's obsessed with and it, it's it's kind of tragic Um, and i and i feel like that's that's kind of where we find king there he's in that same
1: wearing the same outfits Mm -hmm. same car same same everything and especially when like he wants to remember the good times but like even in retelling the story like, he'll talk about, you know, different different people moving off or him talking to his friends and everything and just not paying attention to when they may have been not having a good time or <laughs> when they, they sort of dropped off um, and when it it just wasn't the same experience for them as it was for him. And he sort of can't it seems like he can't mentally get past that
0: yeah and yeah. there there's kind of a parallel where uh we have the scene where um uh, oh goodness i'm getting all of my names confused now um but where uh which one of the was was the one that had been bullied by the guy that they see at the bar was that peter yeah peter page Peter Pettigrew. Yes, that's it. Yeah.
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You're right. It was Peter Page. Yeah. And so he sees the guy that bullied him in high school and the guy takes the chair and leaves. And and he gives that talk about how, you know, it's not so much the even the bullying or all the horrible things that happened to him. But the guy just looked at him and didn't even seem to remember him. Like all of that horrible, the horrible things that he did to him meant nothing. Like he never thinks about it a day in his life. And then later on. um you know, we've had it hinted at the whole movie about the accident that happened with Andy. And we don't get the details until the end there when, you know, King's talking about, you know, injuries and scars and Andy finally calls him on it that they had this wreck and that King just ran away and left him to deal with the police and he was injured. And 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 it seems like King doesn't even want to acknowledge that it happened. Like, it's just a blip. Like, it's it's not even worth talking about. And, you know, we realize ultimately he does remember it. He's just not able to confront it. He's not able to, you know, apologize for it because that would be admitting that it happened. He's sort of in denial about it. But there's that, yeah, like when when people hurt people and then pretend it never happened.
1: He can never be wrong. Yeah, he can't
0: be wrong. Yeah. No.
1: Because if he's wrong once, then his whole sort of, house of cards is going mm-hmm. to come crashing down and it really is
2: mm-hmm. like
1: we know he's not okay yeah
2: definitely. and we
1: we see those glimpses of him being just absolutely not okay this is a comedy by the way right <laughs> this, this is a, this is a funny movie um do we want to talk about the robots the, the blanks
2: <laughs> which well, yeah considering i had never I hadn't even looked at a film synopsis before I started <laughs> watching this film. I knew nothing going in. I didn't, I didn't even read the back of the box. Oh, good. Good. You know? So I, so, when, so when that actually happened, and it, it took the kid's head off. I was like, what the? That's what I the podcast. That's what But yes.
1: Yeah, middle of that too, the movie just changes like completely.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It, it does it does remind me actually a little bit of um do i have it here i do have it here and i know i know it's not a video cast but i'm gonna get the reaction to it oh, oh yeah on. yeah you know I'm yeah it is it's, it's very like much very... that kind of
0: turn yeah like yeah. Yeah. we have a very different movie before and after that point
1: yeah. yeah. We we actually watched that with another buddy of ours uh from Dust Till Dawn and yeah, a,
0: couple yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah,
1: a couple months ago. And it's it starts out as sort of this crime drama and it's a very good crime drama. And then suddenly right in the middle, vampires. spoilers, everyone. Yes.
2: From Dust yes. Till Dawn, yes. Dawn is
1: about vampires. Oh man. Oh man.
2: Spoilers oh. for for almost 30 year old film. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's a battle? I guess it is. Yes. Uh, so not 25 years old wow um
0: but yeah like as far as okay so so since you talked about that i have to ask did you pick up on uh martin freeman being replaced when he went to the toilet
2: no i did not
0: (laughs) Uh, honestly my first viewing i didn't either now that i knew to look for it there were definitely signs but no he got I that,
1: way more chipper yeah all he, of a sudden yeah and
0: he seemed much more invested in them just keeping on with the drinking yep <laughs> whereas before he had been very much ready to to quit
1: oh yeah i think he was the one that kept saying let's quit let's mm-hmm. let's go um and then that that very quick shift there um but but yeah um i i really enjoyed the whole uh History of robots. Um, that is, in fact, very true. Um, it's mm-hmm. from a Czech play. That did, uh, did you
0: know that the word robot mm. actually means slave? Mm. <laughs>
1: um, I did
2: actually.
0: And yeah, it was all about
1: uh, labor practices. Um, mm-hmm. So, a lot of times when you're watching robots in movies, um, the the metaphor is there that they are. A working underclass, um, so like data from Star Trek, he's always having to prove his personhood in like trials and conversations with people. So, so, so yeah. Now we've got these blanks that are kind of like alien robot zombies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of, they sort of become zombies kind of at the end a bit, a
0: little bit. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very body snatchers.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like especially when they did all of the pointing and screaming,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. Expected to see Donald Sutherland in the mix yeah, there,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: <coughs> and the eyes glowing and the mouth open, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the video for "Totally Clips of the Heart." There, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were. Um, I think they were fairly effective as yeah. as the monster of the piece. Yeah, definitely.
1: And Nick Definitely. Frost turned into an absolute beast,
2: just <laughs> destroying all of them. Oh my! Sorry, 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 sorry. I, I am I am watching the film as we as we're recording. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, this is my second time through watching the film. I, I'm literally recording it, and I've just seen Alice Lowe. Mm. If you don't know who Alice Though is, number one, she's the young lady right at the start looking at the at the um um looking at the house.
1: Oh uh, for yeah. About
2: the, right at yeah. the start of the film. Uh Alice Though starred in Bandersnatch. Oh,
1: okay. And that I didn't watch Bandersnatch. Oh yeah, we gotta watch that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she's she, she starred... um And Ben Stiller, she was really famous in the '90s for being in Garth and Dark Plates, which is a a, yes, yes, yes. yes. yes.
0: I love that movie. That show, yeah,
2: yeah. So yeah, she's only she's literally only got a thirty-second cameo, but I've just noticed her now, and I was like, oh my god, that's her.
1: Hmm. That is cool. Yeah, Edgar Wright will do that. He will take high-profile actors and actresses and put them in the tiniest little roles. (laughs) just little tiny cameos here and there Mm -hmm. um i think i remember in hot fuzz uh uh nick angel's uh ex that was in a full naughty suit um was oh gosh she was a famous actress and now i can't remember who she is
0: anyway gonna have to look that one
1: up yeah she'll do that (laughs) yeah it's gonna it's gonna bug me
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, I know I did pick up because I I couldn't hear him say two sentences without realizing it was him. But uh, Bill Nighy is the voice of the network Mm -hmm. at the end there. Yeah, Uh, he he has a very distinctive cadence and way of speaking.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Of course, his finest work was in the
2: Underworld films, but (laughs) I've only ever seen seen the first one. It's a.
1: I say it's a great series. It's a very fun series to watch. Yeah, it's mm. a mixed bag, especially mm. when you're getting to um, much later on uh, when it's um, uh, the the one starring starring Michael Sheen.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you know that's who this that's. Who should have been in this movie. This movie could have used a little more Michael Sheehan. Totally. Most movies could. Most movies could. <laughs> um, but let's see. So yeah, the monster's pretty interesting. Um, it was Kate Blanchett. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, a full okay. naughty suit. Can't even see her as she's
1: breaking up with <laughs> Simon Pegg.
0: <laughs> Love it. Um, Let's see. What were we going to talk about? Uh, so yeah, the overall themes there that like humans are so ornery and mm. combative that we can't take our place within galactic civilization. I don't know. A few years ago, I may have thought that was a little bit of a harsh take, but <laughs> after the past <laughs> year and a half or so, I, I, you know, fair. Yeah. Or <laughs> the, or the, or uh, the, or the, or, um, or between 2016,
2: 2020 for Americans. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: Um, and also just looking at how they are providing a network and this network of cell phones and computers and websites and social media and all of that is supposed to
0: um, be the catalyst for shaping human values to be more in line with what they want.
1: Yes. yes. And we have seen now that that absolutely cannot be the case because right. social media turns into a cesspool of misinformation and everyone yelling at each other um (laughs) and is very harmful psychologically
2: um so basically what you're trying to say is that they created this thing really the damage that they've done and buggered off yeah
1: (laughs) the aliens gave us facebook you can't tell me mark zuckerberg isn't an alien
0: he absolutely is okay now that i think about this this was part of the subplots of the my teacher is an alien series of books by bruce cavill <laughs> there was an alien that introduced the human race to tv and some technology because he thought it would help us advance faster but then we use the technology to figure out ways to blow up blow each other up more effectively and we're in danger now of space travel and so the rest of the aliens are like what are we going to do are we do we just like put a, a big wall around this planet to make sure that they can't escape or do we try to help them get better because we can't let them around people look at them that was the exact plot oh my god i wonder if edgar wright read those
1: anyway <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they they run off they're the humans are so stubborn and they figure out they have to replace everyone in order Mm. for anything to work except for a a a few strange crap pots here and there Mm -hmm. and then we end up with a world of no technology and it seems like no electricity because it seems like they mentioned an EMP, mm-hmm. sort of went yeah. off worldwide. No
0: phone, no lights, no motor cars. So mm-hmm. it
1: seems like everyone sort of... Absolutely dark mm-hmm. Angel of the Apocalypse.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, because literally the last one was The World's End and it was The World's End.
1: Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Even though I wouldn't mind seeing Jessica Elba and Lazarus, but moving on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but it does feel like they, the remaining people sort of found... <laughs> A life that seems more fulfilling. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Frost gets back yeah. with his wife and kids. Stephen gets with uh, Sam, yeah. and they're living together. Yeah. Um. And Gary has his bands of blanks mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. that he can roll around with, and seems to be off the alcohol.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much a uh, very much in the western thing, yeah. Yeah, I've got a got, really got a, a western vibe from that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's a cowboy now, basically. Yeah. yeah, and will defend his boys with his life. <laughs> no, definitely,
0: yeah. looks like he's very purposefully seeking out, like, essentially the post-apocalyptic equivalent of skinhead bars to pick fights and beat up some neo-nazis yeah
1: Yeah. which if he can beat up neo-nazis do do that
0: yes (laughs) okay I did not even notice him in the film but apparently uh, I've I've had this up looking for another name and yes Peter Serafinowicz is in there somewhere as knock-a-door run-home owner
1: Oh, remember when they uh knocked on that guy's door as they were beginning the Golden Mile? Yeah, okay, yes. And then that he, was he, like looked that around came out. and the 40-year-old men were awkwardly running away like, why are we doing this? Okay,
0: now we <laughs> know.
1: Uh, that must have been him. <sighs> Could probably spend a long time hunting out all those cameos.
2: Yeah, possibly, yeah. <sighs>
1: We had, oh, oh, what's his face? David Bradley? Yeah, (laughs) that one. Everybody
0: loves old Filch.
1: I was like, I'm not going to say Argus Filch. (laughs) The man has a name.
0: Argus Filch (laughs) slash the first doctor now. Slash. (laughs) Slash the
1: the mean guy on Game of Thrones. Well, one of the mean guys on Game of
0: Thrones. (laughs) The mean guy on Game of Thrones does not narrow it down. much. Yeah. (laughs) But the the super well oh, actually, I was going to say the super incestuous mean guy, but that it doesn't narrow that it down. doesn't narrow it down much in Game of Thrones <laughs> oh um so yeah uh i I don't know why it doesn't resonate with me quite as much as the other two films. I think part of it is just how much I don't like Gary King, even though ultimately he is a a pitiable character i think and and i I was glad that he like finally seemed to find a a situation in which he belonged and we do
1: know people like that we do
0: know people like that for Um, for less
1: or more uh levels of self-destruction like we we all know
0: yeah, but I, th- I think it's how he was treating other people, especially his yeah. friends, that just
1: and, and the movie uh, does call him on. It
0: does. It does. Like
1: it doesn't just let him be charming as like he's he's not Ferris Buellering his way through. Yeah, the movie. Ferris Bueller
0: is Ferris Bueller is a monster. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah
1: everyone wants him to succeed because he's so charming Mm -hmm. and his sister who's the one who calls him out on it and the only one who sees it uh is sort of punished at the end because of that
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um but yeah everyone calls gary on that everyone Mm -hmm. um and is also concerned about him and knows that like they have to keep boundaries with him because he's going to hurt them and they need to protect themselves but also like you know they they do sort of remember that allure and they do sort of remember those fun times and charm it's just there's so much Mm. after that i I think sam particularly like she points out when you're 19 that's cool when you're 40 no no That's not cool anymore. Mm. No one who's 40 is cool.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Well, she was saying that because I turned 40 11 days ago. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: That was 48 months ago. That was targeted at me, not you.
1: (laughs) Targeted at both of you. (laughs) Mm. I'm still in my 30s. I'm
0: cool. For five months? I'm 38. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's that's yeah. a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um so let's see. There was all the crazy puns that they did. There was all the fights. Uh, the fight scenes in this were
1: I think my favorite was the fight scene with the twins. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. I ha-
2: mm-hmm. I have to, I have to say, the fight, the original fight scene in the bathroom. Mm. too long.
0: Mm.
1: It was a bit long, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: think, it was too long. I think maybe they were maybe that was on purpose to like get us okay. It's a big fight scene thing, so that when the beheading happened, we would we would be like extra shocked. Mm. But then it went on for quite a while after. The yeah, we
1: got long. all the boys in there. Yeah, um, I mean, watching Nick Frost turn into beast mode that that was quite yeah. fun, but. Yeah.
0: I was really getting um, Doctor Who versus Autons feel there yeah. when you had all of the headless and limbless uh, mm, shambling yeah. robots mm-hmm. that they were
2: fighting. Oh, oh, oh definitely! Oh, oh, definitely! 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 I mean, I I actually watched uh, what did I watch earlier today? I actually, watched Tower of the Autons earlier today. Oh, nice! Nice! Yeah.
1: Um, but I think the fight scene with the twins. I think is a lot more dynamic because you've got yeah. different characters in there, and just that crazy scene where like the one twin is like uh, twisting her limbs around and,
0: mm-hmm. and like, like has has feet for hands.
2: Yeah, and... yeah, it's just messed up. Mm. And the fact that Gary King uh, goes over to Sam and you think he's going to help her to pick her up and says no. Do you have a do you have a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think that's yes. actually my favorite though Actually that's, that's actually my favorite though in the entire film. <laughs> I think my favorite joke
0: was again if we're trying not to curse. So let's let's go battle star here. Um What the frack does WTF mean? (laughs) And then somebody else, for an unrelated reason, yells out what the frack, and Simon Pick goes, Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That one was good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) WTF. Oh. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, there were there were a lot of those kind of one-liners in there with with King's pattern. Uh, oh uh, so how's uh what's her name? Vanessa? No, no, your wife. Uh Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah, her. How's she doing?
1: <laughs> Who's Vanessa?
0: Yes. Oh, he's so horrible. <laughs> um But yeah, I, I liked um i really like nick frost in this and and him playing a more serious character for a lot of the film Mm -hmm. was definitely interesting but Mm. then
1: taking that turn in -hmm. the middle as soon as he does all those shots um which when he's doing the shot he faces them all face up and then the last one he does face down and we thought that might be foreshadowing for martin freeman about to get killed
0: yeah i wasn't sure what that was it it was either that or then um i don't know i i I feel like i should probably watch a director's commentary so that four and a half hours so we can understand all the (laughs) the tiny (coughs) clues and hints and jokes that yeah they've worked throughout it
2: yeah there are yeah there, there are yeah i will be watching um I uh, thought of it to, a lot of the extras tomorrow actually I think, nice. I, think that's, I think that's my plan for tomorrow evening That sounds great
0: um. were you um were you watching through the movie for the cornetto reference like were you surprised Yeah Th- did you see end. it
2: though I I wasn't I was I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't looking for it from So at
0: at the very end as there as uh andy nick frost is telling the story about you know how civilization ended and all that then he talks about you know and things are different now and and you know no more processed foods although i can i can barely remember a single processed food that i miss and it shows him uh looking through a fence oh, and then yeah. a, a cornetto yeah. wrapper
2: think, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And that I was kind of su- surprised that they had left it till the very end like that because that you know I guess they knew people would be kind of watching for it.
2: Mm. But the the very end of the film when the World End Pub goes down to that pit, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was I had Red Dwarf vibes.
0: Hmm.
1: I had last episode of Buffy vibes. When all of Sunnydale gets sucked into the hell, spoilers.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. You know, when, when the Red Wolf crew are in jail and mm-hmm. they've got, the people up, you know, got people up on the uh, on the balconies right, and it surrounds them mm-hmm. in, the, in season eight, that just reminded me of that.
0: I'm sure there's probably a very complex hero's journey uh descent into the underworld explanation for all of that but yes i don't know my joseph campbell well enough to comment on it so (laughs) there you go okay so
1: yeah so so like i think we mentioned how it sort of stacks up with the cornetto trilogy um i like
0: that we all have different opinions on
1: yeah (laughs) um i did see one uh thing uh, in the uh imdb trivia i'm not going to read from imdb trivia but there was there was one um felicity
2: take your life in your your hands folks
1: (laughs) felicity who is andy's assistant at the start of the film was named after a young woman from Stockport called fliss who had passed away she is a she was a massive simon pegg fan and he had sent her signed pictures at the request of her dad when she had gotten ill and she passed away before she could receive them so simon pegg found out about that and wrote the character into the movie in her memory how that was really nice
0: sweet how sweet
1: Simon Pegg just seems like a very
0: good guy. He does. Mm. So let's see. Were we going to try to? I don't know. I don't think we wrote down quotes for this one. Uh, no. Mm,
2: no.
1: And so much of it was so quick and so context specific. Yeah. Um, that there's not really like. I think Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, I think, have more, like, memorable quotes.
2: NARP. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> NARP.
0: <Narb. laughs> oh, um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it was a good way to round out the trilogy. And I do, I think, appreciate it now more than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now that we are in the middle of an apocalypse, getting to see how the apocalypti are are uh, depicted on screen is is always interesting Uh, but um i don't know i wonder you know i keep wondering will there ever be another entry in the cornetto trilogy will it become the cornetto quadrilogy
1: i mean he's gone through the three cornetto flavors but there's
0: aren't there more flavors now (laughs) that was mint this one was the mint of it um
1: I mean, of course, there was always the um, uh, movie with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost that wasn't Cornetto. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul, the one where they have an alien buddy. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen alien buddy, I think I remember.
0: That sounds
2: right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But there I'm glad... Quick- there are three different audio commentaries on this on the uh, Blu-ray. Oh, nice. good. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, there's one with Agarit and uh, sermon Peg. Uh, that would uh, be the one I'd want to listen to. Yeah, well, a te- technical commentary with the with the director and and uh, director of, of photography.
0: Mm-hmm. Then- mm-hmm. Oh no! oh Shane has left us now. He has has a phone Shane call. Shane has left the building. Let's watch I him got- answer the phone.
2: Oh, okay. He's back. <laughs> uh, but and there's also a cast commentary. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Jim and Peg, Nick Frost and um, Patty.
1: Hey, Heath. Are you sure that Shane hasn't been replaced by a blank?
0: I mean, can we be sure any of us haven't been? Well, I don't know. I still have like a gnarly scar on my arm here. So I think <laughs>
2: I'm good. Yeah, I I've, I've got a uh, wound in my hand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I've got a scar on my knee. And somehow I think if I had been replaced by a blank, it would like be in much better shape.
1: Like... <laughs> Wouldn't be so tired all the time. I know. Time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it would it would be much more cheerful, like, yeah. like Martin Freeman. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
2: um, so what so what did you uh I mean when did you see this film? Oh gosh.
1: Not-
0: i mean not was long
2: probably, after it
1: came out yeah it was probably in theaters or at least when it first came out on video when did it come out what were we 20, doing that year
0: 2013
1: do i, I remember 2013 really i was in the middle of writing my dissertation that's why i don't remember ah, 2013 yeah
0: yeah that was a that was a busy time for you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
2: 20, yeah d- double check 2013 yeah
1: yeah And it was the only one of the Cornetto trilogy I had seen only once. I've seen Hot Fuzz so many times. Mm -hmm. And Shaun of the Dead a few, several times. Yeah, we've
0: both seen Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz a few times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Hot Fuzz is sort of one of my comfort movies, weirdly.
2: (laughs) 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 Well, I'm definitely going to be watching all the the, the extra features on the Blu-ray tomorrow. Cool. Absolutely. You can let us know what's worth watching, then we've <laughs> gotta dig those up. Yeah. It might take me a while it's four and a half hours long, but we'll we'll get there when we get there.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so do we want to rate this thing? Yeah. I mean, we sort of gave our Cornetto trilogy ratings. Um, but I guess rate it on its merits as a movie, its enjoyability, stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and try to rate. Um, Shane, did you want to go first?
2: No, no, I'll let you go, let you go first, first. Angela. Okay, well, you brought it up, Angela. Okay, uh, I think I
1: am going to give it um, a seven out of ten holes in the wall. There's various holes in various walls. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it was much more enjoyable the second time around when I didn't have some of the expectations and I've gotten a little older and sort of understand how getting older (laughs) is. Uh, So I can certainly appreciate the wish for nostalgia for a time that was never there.
0: So yeah, seven out of 10. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely in the same ballpark, um, Let's go ahead and say, yeah, seven out of ten marmalade sandwiches for this one. Um, because yeah, I it does. So i gross. Yeah, that is pretty pretty bad. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean I I think I I I've come to appreciate it more. I think I know more a little bit about what it's trying to say. Um the the trap of of nostalgia, the difficulty of of breaking out of uh cycles especially self-destructive cycles and and figuring out yeah yeah so yeah i i think i i that's kind of where i'm at now
2: mm. excellent uh i will have to give this probably i have, have to give this the, uh, an 8.5 mm-hmm. um, apocalypses or apocalypse eye.
1: yeah well, what's the plural of
2: <laughs> Plural of apocalypse.
0: Apocalypto? No, wait, that's that weird Mel Gibson. Movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, it, it was very. I really enjoyed. It. I mean, I, I had to ju- just because of work had to watch this in two sittings.
1: <laughs> I, we do a lot of movies like that lately.
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I I uh, I uh, recording this on a on a Tuesday, and I got home. From work on Sunday evening, about half ten, thinking, "Oh, I'll watch the entire film," and I got to about midnight, and I was like, "I need to get to bed. I'm tired yeah, now." Yeah, yeah, you know. So, uh, so I had, to, I had to, watch the end of it uh, this evening, just before we started recording. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the film, and didn't the fact I watched it over two sittings isn't um, and slur on the film in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's just, you know, I just had to do that, until, but I really enjoyed the film. I really did enjoy the film.
1: Like we said, um, we we watch a lot of movies like that. We'll, we'll watch it until it's like late at night, and we're like, oh, I want to go to bed, um, and then we'll watch the rest of it later on. Sometimes three sittings, just because, man, we're just tired. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. I know we had talked a little bit about when we watched Hot Fuzz, how um, like the town seemed fairly familiar, like you know something like Siren or or some you know uh, Gloucestershire town. Was there anything about um, about this town that was familiar or weird or interesting?
2: Um, I mean, I know it was filmed near London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so didn't have a. I uh, I mean the one the one thing that that place has that we didn't is that there a seem to be a lot of pubs really, really close together. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know when we don't we don't usually have that here. We you you you've usually got to walk a few minutes to get to the next pub. Well, yeah. in that, you know, in that film, it's literally pub, 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 pub.
0: You can Do you need 12 pub, twelve pubs in a mile?
1: I wonder if this was like more of a, I don't want to say suburb area, mm-hmm. but a place close enough to London to where you would get some spillover from maybe... Pe- maybe? like yeah it it does seem strange that there's like twelve pubs all right there yeah.
2: i mean knowing um I'm, and I'm going into more economics now than I, you know than the podcast actually these things but knowing uh, outlying things like uh or places like i do uh that is that seems to be a quite a well to do um, place for the for the for location. I mean, there's people. There's a place like, um, uh, like Paisley, for instance, near in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. It's literally a 20 minute train journey to to, to central Glasgow. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a town in its own right with its own council. You know, own for banks. You know, it's like, but it's most the one of the most mundane places I've ever seen. Yeah, and mainly, and the reason why that is is because it is so close to Central Glasgow.
1: Yeah,
2: everybody. If if you want something, you know, if you want um, picking something out of thin air, but if you want the Doctor Who and Doctor Who box set, yeah, you know, you just just jump on the train and, and go to Glasgow. You don't need to, you know, there's no reason for you to go into. Central Paisley because then you can go into Central Glasgow and you've got all the other shops as well so you can do all everything in one go you don't need to go into so it's
0: kind of like here when they build say an interstate whereas people would have had to previously take a highway uh, that goes through some small towns well now you yeah. take the interstate and those towns basically don't exist uh, yes. for for commuters or travelers I- and they they sort of linger and and fade over time
1: I basically yeah. grew yeah. up in a town like that yeah
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely
1: yeah it, it just like businesses are failing um the the only thing is it's right there on uh the county line between a wet county and a dry county um so on one side you can't buy alcohol And on the other side of the street, you can buy alcohol. So that town also became where you could get basically anything else that you wanted (laughs) that was illicit.
0: (laughs) I've tried to figure out why the name Newton Haven, like what, what's the significance there?
1: Isaac Newton. I know,
0: I was trying to think. I mean, Newton is like new town maybe a haven for the new species that's replacing it i don't know maybe there's there's usually a, an obvious pun to be found there with things like that yeah but i haven't found it for that hmm. anyway
1: okay we want
0: to wrap this thing up. let's wrap this up so until edgar wright just finally decides to make more cornetto films i guess this wraps up this series of specials but um I really dig all of these movies as as a whole,
1: and I dig hanging out with you guys. Yes,
0: yeah. fun times. I, for one, think it's good to see all the old faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he's oh. a blank.
1: He's blank. Ah! No.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for joining us all once again, and if you have somehow found this podcast, as it has somewhat faded with no new Red Dwarf to speak of for a time, though. I don't know. What's the update on that? We're
2: getting some Red Dwarfs soon? Uh, no, as far as I'm aware.
0: Okay. Well, okay. they need to get on that. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for listening. Always a joy. Um, and until next... How do we end these things? Do you remember? Uh, bye, everybody. That sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye. on.